This edition of the podcast is brought to you by the Weekly Standard 2016 Caribbean Cruise, December 4th through 11th. Let's face it, after this election season, we're all going to need a drink and a chance to get away. And what better way to rest up, recover, and get ready for the battle ahead than to join your Weekly Standard favorites like Bill Crystal, Fred Barnes, Steve Hayes, Jonathan Last, Matt Labash, and Matt Continenti on a beautiful Caribbean cruise. There'll be plenty of opportunities for one-on-one conversation with your Weekly Standard favorites, plus special guests like Eric Erickson of TheResurgent.com, Mary Catherine Hamm, Molly Hemingway of The Federalist, and Pulitzer Prize-winning cartoonist Michael Ramirez. You'll enjoy daily panels and speeches, private cocktail parties, and nightly dinners with your fellow guests and speakers. To learn more or to reserve your cabin, go to WeeklyStandardCruise.com. This is one year when we all need something to look forward to. So look forward to the Weekly Standard 2016 Caribbean Cruise, December 4th through 11th, WeeklyStandardCruise.com. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Michael Warren. And Michael, President Obama just gave his final foreign policy speech at the United Nations. And if there were any justice in the world... What would have happened was over. Someone would have brought him a participation trophy and sent him home because it really my question before the speech was, what is he going to say that's positive? And interestingly, he didn't even try to pitch success. Instead, what did he do? Uh, He talked about how, uh, uh, you know, the world is changing. There's this paradox in our current and everything is is terrible. But if we could only align ourselves with my particular worldview, uh, everything would be great. It was almost sort of a uh, you could see in the future a general secretary, uh, uh, Barack, Barack Obama, Obama of the or whatever they call him at the United Nations. Uh, it, it was sort of the red state. Uh, you know, red state, blue state America speech from the 2004. He was like setting up for what set up his presidential race. Now it's on the world stage for for when he uh, takes over and is our global uh, leader. Uh, but I, I did notice, Michael, uh, a few tears from the U.N. Uh, General Assembly yeah, for the last one. You know, sort of, you know, it was good times and uh, and, and the, the idea that possibly there might be uh, orange menace, you know, speaking to them in a, in a year. You know what? It's almost almost enough of a motive to vote for Donald (laughs) Trump just to have him speak to the U.N. So I want to throw some phrases out at you and ask you, did they get mentioned by President Obama? For example, did he mention the red line? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, maybe maybe it was mistranslated or something. Leading from behind? Yeah, that wasn't on the, the, it wasn't in the transcript either. uh, Independent Crimea? No, not not that either. I'm trying to, there was was talk about Syria. There was talk (laughs) about, yeah, yeah, uh, that there was no military solution uh, in Syria, which, uh, you know, I think the uh, the Assad regime would would uh, disagree with. Uh, they're currently uh, uh, implementing a military solution. It's not a very good one. It's in fact a very <laughs> deadly, bloody, horrific one happening right now. Actually, uh, with the ceasefire being over, and, and Obama says, you know, there's no military solution. That that diplomacy is 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 the true way forward. Well, see, Michael Warren, we we small people, we the hoi polloi, we would understand. That there's no military solution. If we understood, as Josh Ernest said repeatedly yesterday, that this is a narrative fight. Right. And remember the words of Sean Connery from The Untouchables. Never bring an exploding uh, pressure cooker bomb to a narrative fight. That's right. uh, That's my favorite movie, actually. My my, my favorite, I think, is Apocalypse Now. I love the smell of narrative in the morning. (laughs) That was, Or maybe it was uh, General Patton. 
Rommel, you magnificent bastard. I read your narrative. <laughs> well, look, I mean, we, we joke and we laugh about this, but this is true. I mean, this was, in many ways, this UN speech was kind of the distillation of the Obama worldview. Maybe the uh, the sort of uh, uh, the, the, the bear is loose uh, version mm-hmm. of how he views uh, the world, America's role in it, what uh, the goals of the right. sort of global community should be, uh, you know, which is that we are released from these strictures that we have. He mentioned, uh, uh, you know, these strictures of the nation, uh, the tribe, the race, <laughs> the religion that we belong to, and, and that we might uh, uh, pursue a model of cooperation and integration. Mm-hmm. I mean, this really was, if you really look uh, into the words that he said, uh, was a distillation of his view. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's interesting is that uh, he kind of acknowledges this at the beginning of the speech, that that view we are farther from now uh, than maybe even when he took office uh, eight years ago. And, and he didn't seem to really acknowledge, you know, that maybe the problem was the vision itself. But but it was interesting to note that uh, he, he sort of expressed this uh, on on the exit of his, you know, his sort of exit interview with the with the world. I thought it was interesting. There's a moment when he said was talking about the greatness of, you know, uh, his vision of culture, whatever, and it resulted in this good thing and that good thing. And it's the reason why someone like me was able to get elected president of the United States. And the crowds did nothing because that was eight years ago. That was the speech of eight years ago is, look, I, I am the transformation simply just by being here as a guy named Barack Hussein Obama, just being here equals change. And as you point out, seven and a half years later, the change has been in the wrong direction, if there's any change at all. And he plays that card again. And I think it was really almost in a way, I kind of felt bad for the guy. Like, right. It, you know, it, you're, you're still play, really, you're still playing that card. Exactly. No, it's, it was, it's kind of like the aging rock band, like playing, yes. the, playing the first hit. Uh, and 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 kind of hoping for Which that old magic again. Hit. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and you know, it, it, again, it's interesting it, it, the way that he sort of mm-hmm. presented. It, he called it the great paradox of our time. Uh, which is that, you know, in the in the 15, uh, 20, I guess now 25 years after the Cold War has ended, uh, we are a less violent world than we were in many ways. We are a more prosperous world. And that's mm-hmm. true. Uh, it's also not true. But he says the, the, the paradox is that in our societies, we have more uncertainty, uh, more strife. Um, uh, people are more unnerved by by the ways of the world. And, and I, I was kind of struck. It was, it's actually a very uh, uh, excellent uh sort of explanation of the way the world is. And it's just sort of the lack of self-awareness that uh, in many ways his own uh, uh, pursuit and his own policies uh, have exacerbated this problem and and made things worse uh, to the point where even we're feeling this way uncertain, unnerved in our own uh, upcoming election. It's like uh, the Three Stooges episodes where they've, you know, been charged of the, they're supposed to bake the food for the party or they're supposed to build the house and as they walk away, dust it, my work here is done. I mean, he really, you really don't see, he seems to see, our colleague Bill Crystal has a post about the Weekly Standard in which he references some work our friends at the Washington Examiner have done. They've done an Obama legacy thing. And Ruel Mark Garrett Garrett, Mm -hmm. wrote a piece. And I want to run this idea by you based on what you saw in the speech. He quoted someone saying, President Obama is the first post-Western president. That he is the first guy with that job to simply walk away from that view that Western 
values, principles, ideas. You find them in the Constitution. You find them in you know, other do- documents. The Magna Carta, Magna Carta all, going all the way back. That he's, do you agree with that? Because yep. that's what I thought of watching the president give the speech is that he's talking to some theoretical future world that is far different from the world that people of the West have wanted to build in the past. Right. I mean, the, the, the progressive view, the progressive worldview is is that, that that uh, we will be, again, we will be sort of released from the strictures of nation, tribe, race, and religion, and that we will sort of uh, have almost a, a Star Trek <laughs> view, uh, United Federation view uh, of the world. And again, this is what's very interesting about the time that we uh, that we live in, uh, which is that uh, we are seeing, you know, sort of a rise in uh, the divisions of sort of people are, ho- uh, are are kind of coming back into those uh, various groups, right. whether it's their nation, tribe, religion. Um, we're seeing that with Islamic terrorism. We're mm-hmm. seeing it with nationalism in, in Western Europe sure. uh, and, and even in subsequently uh, and concurrently in those uh in those uh, societies, sort of a growing Islamic uh, uh, view within, you know, of the, sure. among those immigrants. We're seeing it here in the United States as well, um, but p- sort of populist elements on both the left and the right, but particularly with Donald Trump. Um, and and it's it's funny how the, the way that we sort of, uh, you know, whether it's our, uh, our, our religion or our nationality, a sort of ethnic lines, uh, when we don't have sort of a strong in the United States and in the West, a strong uh, self of sense of who we are as a Western sort of liberal view, we we fall back into these uh, these things. So, so in right. a way, Don, uh, excuse me, Barack Obama is is kind of saying we need to get beyond that so that we can you know uh, get away from uh, the nation tribe. Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, But at the same time, uh, getting beyond those things actually moves us, uh, in his view, backward. It's it's, it's kind of a, it is a weird thing. Well, because if you're not going to advance Western values, then the values that end up getting advanced into a more more simplistic tribal. And that really uh, is. I mean, it's the battle of ideas versus tribes. And this is definitely the most tribal presidential race I've ever seen in my adult lifetime. Uh, It's purely tribe versus tribe nobody's cheering for it's not like they said yes i want you know that reagan or that you know lbj to be my leader it's just my tribe's going to beat your tribe that's right or, or and, your tribe is bad and, and i don't it, want them and who has been president the past eight years right. leading us towards this great moment the guy well, yeah, yeah. The, the post ideas president <laughs> no i mean that's a very serious i think sure. uh, important point which is that when you when you sort of have this post ideology mm-hmm. post ideas but we, you don't actually. That doesn't mean that we move past those things. It's just we 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 find other ways, other isms to to sort of fall into. Well, Michael Warren, all I, I can do true. is quote the great William Tecumseh Sherman: "Narrative is hell." <laughs> so don't forget that. <laughs> Thanks right. for joining us for the podcast. We appreciate it. Thanks. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes to all of our Weekly Standard podcasts. You'll never miss another one. Plus, our great new products with our partners at PodcastOne.com. We've got the Confab, kind of a wrap-up of the week's articles at the Weekly Standard. We've got the Crystal Clear Politics with Bill Crystal every Friday. That's available at Podcast One and iTunes as well. I'm your host, Michael Graham.